0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
2: Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Connor
1: and Sterling Holmes. Hello, and welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. I'm here with Sterling Holmes. My name is Matt Connor. Sterling, it's the beginning of a good week of free agency. Lots going on. How are you, though?
2: Uh, I'm doing good. From apparently fans on Twitter saying the Chiefs are going to be signing 73 stud players. To the Chiefs deciding to sign um, about one, Joe Tooney. Uh, we need to find some middle ground here. But March Madness is on. Football's getting into swing as far as free agency. So I'm doing pretty good, all things considered.
1: You're you're having some compu troubles. Uh, uh, is that bringing you down too much, or is March Madness keeping you afloat?
2: Um, March Madness it, it, it's keeping me afloat. Uh don't check my bank account because my betting uh don't don't follow my bets. Like just don't do it right now. Like who what the hell is like North Texas doing? What what is Ohio? Ohio state couldn't get the dub, but Ohio's over here just putting in work. Like I am absolutely I, befuddled.
1: <laughs> I couldn't locate half the colleges left on a US map. And most of the names even tell you like what state they go in. I'm still like I don't
0: know. I don't know,
2: dude. We have been bamboozled. We have been lied to. Uh, I want my my thirty or twenty, whatever, However much money I put on my March Madness brackets. I want it back. I it's malarkey. Okay, it, it is. <laughs> I, I'm trying to come up with as many old school words as possible to, to describe the disgust I have for my bracket right now. <laughs>
1: I think malarkey is one of the mascots <laughs> left, right? <laughs> so, a obviously in like March Madness also refers to free agency. It also refers to manscaping. Am I right,
2: dude? It definitely goes to manscaping. And thank you again for that lead into this show. Is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels they obsess over the mm. technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide an exclusive offer for our listeners 20 percent off and free shipping with the code fansited20 at manscaped.com again fansited20 at manscaped.com
1: that transition was as smooth as i'm assuming that tool would make a, a person
2: yeah below the way right? just, just right there on the on the family jewels I, we've we've had a lot of run the jewels puns with this um you know with our we sponsor. gotta come up with
1: something different
2: we had to be a little bit smoother today i feel like we're a little smoother with this one
1: yeah yeah for all your smooth transitions
2: For all your smooth transitions, fansighted20 at manscaped.com.
1: All right, on to it. Free agency, the news of the moment. Tomorrow is scheduled to be the big day with visits that we knew about. But right before that, the Chiefs decided to bolster the secondary with the familiar face. Dirty Dan is back. What do you got there, Sterling? Do you like Uh, it? You not like
2: it. I like it. And Until we see the official contract details. Maybe I'll have some feelings one way or another, but I like it. Dan Sorensen is your third safety. He's your third safety. He's a very good third safety. He's not getting paid to be your number one safety. He's not getting paid to be a starter. He's there in a pinch. He's there to be versatile. He's there, and guess what? He's been healthy. He's playing, you know, 100% 100% of snaps and a lot of games thrown in there when Juan Thorneau wasn't 100% back from his from his injury. I like the signing of Dan Sorensen. He, he's familiar. He knows the defense, and he can be thrown there in a pinch and be okay. He's not going to be a superstar, but guess what? He's not paid or expected to be a superstar. He's expected to be average to slightly above average, and he does that role, uh, I, in my opinion, very well. That's what I think. What do you think, Matt?
1: You know, so here's the thing, you know, like, um, any, anything that's new is sexier than what we have, you know, like, you know, the grass is always greener as they say, and I've been dealing with that, like with, like with each re-signing, uh, and so this is not a Dan Sorensen thing. This is a, oh, we're re-signing all of our old players again. Like, I didn't really like it last year, although it was. Hard to argue with. It was like, okay, well, we'll run it back. And so everyone's like, Mike Pinnell, get on board. DeMarcus Robinson, get on board, you know, and so on. And I get it. And I was like, I guess I was for it at the time because, you know, you're thinking, Super Bowl, yeah, let's just repeat. Let's run it back. That's great. But then after watching it all again, and a lot of the guys who came back failed to sort of live up to the year before, like like Pinnell, for instance. I guess I'm just ready to turn the page in a lot of ways. And so already this off season, it's like, Oh, Ben Neiman's back. Yay. And, and then, you know, it's like, Oh, all the receivers are gone now, except for the chiefs guys who are still out there. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and so like, I guess I'm glad to have, like, I'm glad that Mike Rimmers is back. You know, I like, taco you know even like even when we made the announcement like hey taco tuesdays are back i'm you know i'm kind of like eh, i'm more of a burrito guy now i mean I'm just, <laughs> I'm just ready for a different project and so to me we've been around this for so long i mean I, you know it feels like every year we're like is dan Sorensen gonna get cut is dan Sorensen gonna get released is dan gonna play out the last year of his contract and then now we're like oh dan's back for another year and 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 he does all the things that he is supposed to do. He's a coach's favorite. He's familiar. I mean, like incredible big plays at the key moment. Like, you know, I I don't think we have a Super Bowl win without his incredible heroics at the right time. I'm just also ready for, for something new. And that has nothing maybe to do with him and everything to do with me. But when I read that headline, I'm like, all right, I guess we're running it backer Again, like ru- running us to back, back yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just like, okay, or we're retreading the retread here, and I'm just kind of over it. So it's like, yeah, it's like dumb and exciting. dumber,
2: it's like dumb and dumber, but dumb and dumber, er, It's just like running it back, er, <laughs> er. No, I, there, my thing is, and I'll, I'll just push back here, is because then who do you want to be your third safety instead of Dan Sorensen? Who do you want who you know in a pinch? can play 100% of the snaps and be average. You're not going to get some stud third safety. like Unless you're drafting them or you're going to pay over-the-top money for it, let's try and keep it realistic. You want to fill out your defensive line. You want to fill out your linebackers. You want to bring in some more wide receivers. You want to fix the offensive line. Let's focus on one thing at a time. You know what you have in Dan Sorensen. You have someone who's a liability in one-on-one coverage against tight ends. Sure. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. But you have someone who's very versatile, someone who does come up with big plays at the right time, and someone who is a fairly good tackler and someone who knows the defense. You don't have to go in going, oh my gosh, it's Sorensen going to get burnt five times this game. I mean, don't you kind of like having that sort of stability when there's some non-stability at wide receiver and offensive line? I do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong, and and you're you're not wrong about any of it. I like like I will admit I am wrong, but I, you know what? I really hoped. Uh, honestly, I was hoping for an earlier draft pick at safety, and I was hoping that because I thought other needs would be filled. Like I thought we could go into the draft, um, and kind of sneak in. You know, it was exciting to watch Antoine Winfield in last year's, you know, in the Super Bowl this last winter. And that sort of dynamic player back there, you know, like as as Matthew gets older, um, and he's not yet received his extension. Thornhill had the injury, and it just really decimated what the Chiefs could do on the back end of the defense. Um, and Armani Watts is really just special teams. So for me, as much as they play a third safety, like I was really hungry for kind of a you know a great young pick. Uh, We have too many needs for that now. I mean, if, if, you know, if Brett Veach went safety in the second round, I think everyone would revolt at this point, you know, like, how are you not getting a wide receiver or tackle? But, um, you know, alas, here we are. So yeah, you know, I think for where the chiefs are at and for all the free agents who've said, no, Dan Sorensen returning is probably a good thing. I'm, you know, again, for some reason, I'm just, I'm just into shiny new objects and, and he's not one.
2: Well, well, Matt, this doesn't take Kansas City, in my opinion, out of any draftable safeties. I actually wouldn't be opposed if they drafted a safety in the second round. Just again, like you said, how much they use three safeties. This is just an insurance policy. The same way that Mike Rimmers was an insurance policy last year, Dan Sorensen was basically an insurance policy last year that the Chiefs cashed in on. They planned on Juan Thornhill being healthy and being 100%. That wasn't the case. Dan Sorensen, we saw how valuable he was in that situation. I don't want to feel like it just seemed like I'm beating a dead horse here, but the signing of Dan Sorensen doesn't take away from them doing anything else in free agency, in my opinion. Unless we come out and find out this is like a one-year you know, $14 million contract, then yeah, then sure, I will, I will be upset. But I have a feeling that's not going to be the case.
1: No, you're, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. I guess I was assuming they wouldn't go safety because of – what looks like to be bleeding at other positions, most notably like pass rusher, offensive tackle and wide receiver. I would just have, you know, I'd have a hard time believing that that Brett Veach wouldn't either grab a guy who's worth the value that he's at or trade up to get one versus like, Oh, let's take the, you know, we can get the drafts best safety at 31. I mean, like that just makes no sense given current makeup of the roster even if it would be a nice bonus or something but yeah i I mean i get what you're saying yeah no i think well let's look at tuesday's news because like like as this comes out on monday night and people are listening and into tuesday it's going to be visit day it's like visit day at your school and melvin ingram and kawan williams are in the building do you like them both do you like one or should we send them both home?
2: Well, it's tough to say no to either of the guys. Uh, I would prefer Melvin Ingram. I just have a tough time seeing him coming at a you know, a very team-friendly price. I would love Melvin Ingram. We, we've we seen what he has done against Kansas City. And I think you'd be lying to yourself if you wouldn't want to see him do that against a team. Uh, same thing with Kwan Williams. He actually played against Kansas City. Uh, in the Super Bowl when they played against the Niners, uh, the Quan Williams one doesn't give me as much pizzazz. You know, I don't think anyone's going to be extremely stoked if they brought in Quan Williams the same way you would if Melvin Ingram were to be signed. I somewhat like the way the cornerback, um, you know, I, I kind of like that position group the way it's going right now, especially if DeAndre Baker can come back and come back healthy and provide uh, that that spark. But I do think D line needs an upgrade. Obviously, someone alongside alongside Chris Jones needs to make an impact. And as much as we uh, have given Frank Clark some some trouble for the amount of money he's making, he needs to live up to that contract. You can't be given given twenty million dollars a year just to be a uh, impact in the run game. You know, uh, I don't want to you know sink twelve to fifteen million dollars into Melvin Ingram. But if we can get him on a cheaper deal, which I don't know what the likelihood is of that. I would be very ecstatic with him coming to Kansas city.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I actually like both. Um, and, and I, you know, I think, you know, Everson Griffin is an aging pass rusher who inked like a, it was like a one year, $6 million deal with Seattle. Um, he was coming off, um, and he wasn't coming off an injury. So I, th- I think the chiefs should be looking at Ingram in about that range. It should be single season at this point going on for Ingram. And, you know, I think 5 million, 6 million, that makes a lot of sense to me. And that fits really well with what the Chiefs have right now. Um, you know, the, I mean, the guy made three straight Pro Bowls before last year. If his knee checks out, it was the same knee. He injured his knee in September, went on injured reserve, re-injured it in November And had to go on injured reserve again. And you're not allowed to activate a player twice off of IR in a single season. So he was gone after that. So, yeah, really the same sort of plaguing knee injury. You know, you see that a lot with some guys uh, when an injury just doesn't go away. So, yeah, man, if he can get healthy and ready, he may not be sort of at the end of his career like we think. And, you know, we saw that with Justin Houston in Indianapolis the last couple of years where you're like, oh, wow, I guess he had more in the tank than I thought. I think this could be that kind of a scenario for the Chiefs, which would be, you know, really a great scenario um, if they're losing, you know, some of the guys that they've lost there.
2: Yeah, because I don't know if you want to go into next season with Taco Charlton being the starter. Taco Charlton was okay when he was healthy, but I don't think anyone's clamoring for Taco Charlton to start. If you bring in Melvin Ingram, you know who your starters will be on the defensive line. And that's just another. I would say weight off of Brett Veach's shoulders. Someone that you have to hope develops. You have someone who's already developed. Uh, Kwan Williams. Any any feeling one way or the other with him?
1: You know, uh, you know what I lo- what I love about him is more what I've read, which was that in San Francisco, you know, he was such a good blitzer that they just had a play called the Shark Blitz because they called him the Shark. And, and they and that's when they would just sort of unleash him into the backfield you know on a on a play and 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 most most people in san francisco most most analysts there or or beat writers thought that he would follow the defensive coordinator um over to the New York Jets because he's now the head coach out there and um and so the chiefs are kind of interfering with maybe the 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 transition that they thought that he would just naturally you know take Kawan with him to the New York. So I, I think that's what the Chiefs are obviously looking at. You saw the success that they had with Legarius Sneed blitzing the cornerback late last year. I think if you're going to free up Sneed to learn the boundary full time, getting a guy like this that still allows Spags to utilize his own shark blitz, so to speak, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so yeah, you know, I think that's where the value play is. Also, you know, uh, he's supposed to be just. Really great against run, de- like in the run defense too. So I, th- I think that sort of addition could just really make it that much stronger as a defense, and gives you that flexibility.
2: Yeah, because we've seen the Chiefs like cornerbacks who can tackle. Javarius Ward, I think, is a phenomenal tackler for a cornerback. Legarius Sneed, we saw, he's not afraid to get dirty. Uh, you know, as much as Marcus Peters had some uh some budding heads with, with you know with the chiefs i don't think the fact that he was unwilling to tackle i mean you can't tell me that didn't play at least a little bit of a part in in him getting traded so that does make a lot of sense and you actually swayed me in that one conversation. because i was going to say if he's going to do the same thing that lageria sneed does why bring him in but we're what you're basically saying is this would allow lageria sneed to develop more get a, a well rounded uh, game and be able to focus more on not just blitzing, but focus more on, you know, being in the, the actual lockdown number one cornerback that I think uh, some people in the Chiefs front office think he can be.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I do. I th- I think that, you know, they were able to move Snead inside when we had some other options um, last year. And, you know, and, and the Chiefs have been rumored to be interested in other cornerbacks in free agency. But I think if they pull the trigger with Alexander and bring him in, I, I think that'll be it until the draft. And, you know, it's that same insurance thing. It's like, hey, we're covered in case we don't get a guy. But if we do get a guy, then we'll let the competition sort it out. And so, you know, to me, this lets them, um, you know, keep Kwan inside and move Legereus outside, opposite, really, whoever wins between DeAndre Baker and charverius ward and remember you know charverius ward was tendered a second round contract just like jc jackson in new england those are two good young cornerbacks whose like the tenders probably cost prohibitive for teams to sign them to a big deal and give the chiefs a second round pick for their efforts but it's not guaranteed that ward is back yet until you know he signs so uh yeah, it, the Chiefs have a little bit of um uh, of depth here assuming they sign him and uh and it keeps Snead outside full time.
2: Yeah, I'm for sure counting on Ward coming back next season. I mean, I really hope he's back next year. And then you also have Rashad Fenton. Um I think Rashad Fenton we've we've seen what he what he can do. I don't think he's ever going to be some lockdown outside corner, but I think he can be fine in the slot. He is a little bit a uh, little, little thicker with it. I think he can keep up with tight ends pretty, pretty solid. That's why, I, that's where I prefer Rashad Fenton. If that's, um, if that's me.
1: Yeah. I like Fenton and, and, and then I think we'll see Bo Peet keys grow into the role that Antonio Hamilton had last year, which was that, that, you know, that sort of lower tier corner and, and special teams, the core four player. I think, you know, I think they're probably hoping that, that keys could grow into that kind of guy throughout the rest of his rookie deal which is another three years and that you know that those are the kind of moves that save you money because you've got those guys cheap and cost controlled who can who can play those sort of underrated rules one more thing for you sterling here earlier it was reported on monday that the chiefs had swung and missed at wide receiver josh reynolds from the la rams who instead chose the tennessee titans and the mighty passing attack of derrick henry Wait, I must have, I must have read that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> what do you, like? What do you make of this? Because this is not the first wide receiver um, that that you know the Chiefs have been Schustered and now Reynolds. So, what do you make of this?
2: One, don't you dare hate on Ryan Tannehill. I have been a huge fan of the Tana thrill. Now, look at the underlying numbers. He is very hated on for no reason, uh, but. As far as Reynolds go, as far as Judas and, uh, Schuster, it, Schuster makes sense as far as I think he wants to be the number one wide receiver. He wants to see if he can put up number one wide receiver numbers for a one-year period so that way he can get tendered large money. If he comes to Kansas City, you become the third option and a distant third option behind Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. You're probably not going to be putting up as much numbers, at least not getting as many looks, and then teams come to you and say, hey. You are a number two guy, or you are a number three guy. We're going to pay you like a number two or number three. So for Schuster, that makes sense. Josh Reynolds, to me, this is a little bit of a head scratcher because Tennessee also has a couple of solid wide receivers, solid players that he's not going to be the number one or number two option. I mean, you're not ahead of Brown, and you're not going to be ahead of Derrick Henry in the run game. That, to me, is a little bit of a head scratcher because you come here, Reynolds is probably number three unless they had talks in Kansas city and they said, Hey, we like McColl. Maybe you're sliding in at number four. I don't know if that's the case or not, but unless the chiefs are all in and telling wide receivers, Hey, you're sliding in behind McColl. If you're, if you're Reynolds, I don't really understand this.
1: Yeah. I I'm with you. I, I, you know, I, I think a guy like Reynolds could get more targets than what, than what maybe people are assuming. I mean, You know, last year the Chiefs had 176 targets to between Watkins, D. Rob, and Hardman, and they had the exact same total the year before. And and when Watkins was healthy the previous year, Watkins had 90 targets that year. Like it wasn't an even split. It was so. I mean, a wide receiver can do a lot with 90 targets when Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback throwing those 90 targets to you. And it doesn't take a lot to add up to a big season like i you know I think you know if 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 someone had eight hundred yards in in a year, that's a good offensive year, but that's only fifty yards a game like it's like, It's just not that big of an output to put together a body of work that looks more impressive than maybe it is week to week so you know i i I think some wide receiver it, to sign with the chiefs could put together a better season than maybe what some people think. Because you automatically just go, oh, there's no room behind Tyreek and Travis. But I think there is. I think there is for someone who's clearly better than the other options on the roster. Um, And when Sammy was healthy, he was that guy. But when he's not, it was just kind of a muddled mess. So, yeah, frustrating to see for sure. Not sure what to read into it in terms of what. And let me ask you this. Do you read anything into it in terms of like the Chiefs ability to go and get their guy?
2: I don't. I I really don't. I mean, even like Josh Reynolds, he had 81 targets last year. If he thinks he's only getting 90 on Kansas City, maybe he thinks he can get 110 with the Titans. And maybe that's why he he wants to become a legit number two option. Again, Juju Smith-Schuster, I know people were talking about that, like they couldn't land him even though they offered a better contract. Yeah, but I think again, that comes down to he is the legit number one in Pittsburgh. Uh, and I think he's trying to parlay that into a long-term, huge, mega deal uh, next offseason. I don't think the Chiefs or Brett Veach or that's lost its luster. Again, you know Kansas City is probably your best chance of going to a Super Bowl. Some guys just have other agendas. Some We all think as fans, every player just wants to win a Super Bowl. Some guys do it for money. Some guys do it for the Super Bowl. Some guys do it for the off-the-field lifestyle. Some people do it because they want to live in a warm climate. Some people do it for endorsements. Not everyone has the same goal, and so I think we'll see players that will come to Kansas City and do it because they want to win. But I don't think, as far as losing their luster, I don't think the Chiefs have. Do you think so?
1: Um, I think they're having a tougher go of it than they realized. I think that any mystique left of like, oh, there's the Chiefs, and then every other team in the NFL, I think that bubble has been burst. And I think I expected them to come in with a little bit more swagger and that sort of like, oh, there's still the there's still the team to play for. That's not true. There are a few teams to play for, and we're watching that play out. so i, I yeah, in some way, i th- I think there's a little bit of credit to it, but I mostly agree with you, and that yeah, that's right I that, land.
2: Is that on beach?
1: Um, I don't know. The sample size is too small. We'll see at the end of free agency.
2: Fair. Fair. Tough, tough, but fair. Matt, Matt over here, dodging questions.
1: Nice. Hey, well, uh, we will be back next week to dodge more questions. Um, for now you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Sterling Holmes is at homestretch KC. I am Matt Connor AA. You can read all kinds of other things at Arrowhead Addict. But stay tuned later this week um, for more from Matt Verderam and Patrick Allen.
0: We'll see you next week. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer